So India's markets, stock markets have been on fire for the last couple of days and not necessarily for good reasons and definitely not for good outcomes. Not good outcomes unless you are what is defined as a short seller in Adani stock, which I will explain to you in a bit what is a short seller. Now, what's happened is that the American firm Hindenburg came out with its report. It's a 32,000 word report. At the end of which they've asked the Adani group 88 questions. And they say that Adani group, while they've given a very angry and very outraged response to their report, they haven't quite answered their questions. Adani group has threatened to sue them and Hindenburg is saying, go ahead, make my day, sue me. And if you sue me, better sue me in America because I can then use American laws to ask you, to force you to produce certain documents and evidence that the American courts would allow me to do. So this tamasha is going on, but in the process, what in the process, there's been a lot of distrust about Adani Group and Adani Group's shares. This has come at a very critical time for the Adani Group and the markets, Indian markets. Critical because this is just when Adani Group is going for its follow-on public offer. Now, some follow-on public offer is your company is already listed, your shares are traded, but the promoter, the owner who has who wants to sell a bunch of his shares. In this case, the Adanis have a lot of shareholding, humongous shareholding in their own companies. In their key companies, it's almost in the 70s, 73, 74, almost 75%. So they can sell some of those shares. Their market cap, say, is more than or was before this, before this commotion started. Their market cap was, say, roughly about 70 lakh crores, right? So if your market cap is 70 lakh crore, lakh crore rupees, and you are selling only 20,000 crores worth of shares in the market. You can, it's not a lot, but in market terms, it is, it is significant because people have to pay up for quite a few shares, a large number of shares at the price, at today's price at which you're offering it. But suddenly, if something happens to the market and the share price crashes, then do people still come and buy your follow-on public offer at the price, at the original price? That is the issue. In Adani's case, and I'm just, I'm just sort of leapfrogging a little bit because sometimes you have to leapfrog forwards, sometimes maybe do a backflip or move left and right because you're dealing with a very, very, very complex situation. It's also, it's also a situation where I have zero, zero domain experience, right? I don't know how to trade. I don't know how to trade, how to buy, how to sell. In fact, I've been calling very wise people I know in the markets to understand what's features and options what short selling, what is being a long buyer, etc, etc. And to the extent that I've got some wisdom, I will explain to you if I get it, if I get it wrong, it's my mistake only not don't blame any of the people I might have called to consult. Now, what happens in this case, Adani group, because because they are so well connected, they had every follow every follow on public offer also has an anchor book. Now, anchor book is when larger investors, banks, funds, brokerages, they have money, uh, mutual funds, they have money and they come in and buy a large number or a large percentage of your, of your follow-on public offer. This happens with IPOs also. So they basically become the anchor investors in an offer, in a public offer. That anchor book had already been, already been subscribed one and a half times by the 25th until this commotion broke. So to that extent, that part of the FPO is secure. But the fact is that as we speak, Adani Group's shares overall have tanked 
by 23% over two trading sessions. That is 25th and today 27th. So today is Friday. So over Wednesday and Friday, 26th, there was no trading because of Republic Day. The markets, the share, the share prices of Adani Group have tanked 23%. So if you see these graphics on your screen, which my colleague Nikhil Rampal has prepared, you can see how these shares have fallen. And there are two graphics. One graphic tells you how each Adani Group company's valuation has fallen or market cap has fallen. And chart two would tell you the trend, trend line in each share, in each of these key, key companies. And you can see that for quite some time, Adani Group shares were more or less stable. If you look at all the companies, they were more or less stable. Adani Total Gas, Adani Transmission, Adani Enterprises, Adani Transmission, you can see Adani Power also. They were generally stable. And then this report came out and they've tanked. They've tanked. The overall loss is 23%. 23% amounts to exactly 2.83 lakh crore rupees worth of wealth that's been wiped out of Adani shares. And remember, since almost 65-70 on an average percent of these shares are owned by Gautam Adani and his family, they've also lost 65-70% of this value of 2.83 lakh crore. So they are the biggest losers, but a lot of others, other shareholders, investors have also got burnt to lose 20 to lose 23% of your value in a key group's shares is a big hit for Indian markets. Now, look at also which companies have lost more. And that's a very interesting factor as well. So Adani Transmission, Adani Transmission has lost 27%. That's the other graphic with the bar chart. Adani Transmission has lost 27%. Adani Total Gas, 25%. I'm surprised that they've lost that much because Adani Total Gas is one company where Adani's don't even have 50% majority shareholding. And it's a joint venture with the French company Total or Total, as the French might call it. So Adani Total, 25% loss. Green Energy, share prices have declined by 22%. Adani Ports and SEZs, 21%. Adani Enterprises, the key central core company, 20%. So if you look at this, one, two, three, four, five key companies, the fall is in the same ballpark. The ballpark is the 20s, right? So 20% to 27%. That's how these have fallen. Then two other companies, Adani Power and Adani Wilmar, they've fallen just by 10% each. Adani Wilmar is the one that makes... Manaspati and other food products, etc. So that is how these shares have fallen and that's how this value has been lost. Now, what is it that Hindenburg has said? Hindenburg has said, first of all, what Fitch ratings or maybe one of the research associates of Fitch ratings, credit sites had said several months ago in August. And that is when we had done that earlier, uh, earlier episode of Karta Clutter, episode 1062 of which I'm sharing a link with you in the description of this video, which talked about the implications of that report. So like that report, now Hindenburg also says that Adani Group is over leveraged. They've borrowed too much. They've bitten much more than they can chew, right? That's one. And that, that then endangers the entire system. It endangers not just, not just the stock market or the Adani Group shares, but Adani Group now has a very heavy weightage in Indian stock markets. In fact, if you look at the success of Indian stock markets, the whole world has celebrated the fact, and so do we, and when our, when our leaders go out to the world, they also say, say so, that look, at a time when global markets were suffering, the pandemic was going on, Indian markets actually counterintuitively have done well. 
the important thing is look at the two sectors which have done well because of which Indian markets overall have looked so good. One is the Adani stack, the Adani group. Adani group, some shares have gone up by say 12 times. So look at a company like say Adani Green. If you bought 100 rupees worth of shares in 2020, then at some point until a few months back, until this, these few doubts began coming in, you were worth 1200 crores. And that kind of rise came during the pandemic. So Adani Group shares, all the shares boomed during the pandemic. Anything between 150 to 1000 percent, etc., etc., like that. 200 percent in one year, 500 percent over that in next year, 150 percent over next year, like that. These were miracle stocks. These just took off. So Adani Group stocks contributed with their weightage greatly to the Indian stock market success story. The second were the banks. Now, banks in India have a 33% weightage in the Indian stock market index, right? 33% is one third and banks are not just State Bank of India, Bank of Baroda, Punjab National Bank. These are the big banks with huge valuations. That is HDFC Bank, ICICI Bank, Axis Bank, etc., etc. Okay, ES Bank is not quite there yet. So see the connection. If Adani Group shares fall 23% as they've done in two days and we don't know what will happen as a new week begins and new sessions of trading take place. But the fact is Adani Group loses 23% and you've also seen the market overall has come down. Again, remember that 33% value in our markets is our banks and mostly it is not nationalized banks. But a general belief that Adani Group is over leveraged, it has borrowed too much from the banks and if its share price goes down or continues to go down, it may not be able to repay the banks or banks may be in trouble because a lot of the collateral against which they have lent money to the Adani group may be the shares of the Adani group. So if the shares go down and notionally, the brokerage Hindenburg and I will tell you about them a little bit more because they are short sellers and who are short sellers and is it legal, illegal, wrong, right, moral, immoral. I will explain it to you in just a couple of minutes. But the fact is that if their expectation or prediction or their projection of an 85% decline in Adani stock prices comes true, and I'm very careful putting those quote marks like that, if it comes true, then there will be a lot of damage suffered by some Indian banks and also some mutual funds. So most mutual funds in India are not investors in Adani stock, but a lot of debt mutual funds might have, might have, might have lent money to Adani out of their liquid funds, for example, or debt funds, for example, because Adani has shifted aggressively to bonds over the past few years, say over the past three or four years to reduce their dependence on banks. So once again, Adani Group is so big and so critical to the Indian banking sector that if this crisis continues, this affects all of the stock markets and particularly the Indian banking sector. Having understood that, having understood that, let's figure out who are, who are the short sellers. So I also have a report that I'll share with you. I'm sharing the full Hindenburg report with you. Please check out the link. But also a three-page, simple three-page research report by a company called Ingovern based in Bengaluru. So that company, first of all, gives us the highlights of what Hindenburg has stated. Second, it gives its view on those by highlights. And third, it, it, it gives advice to Adani's in terms of how they could respond to it. What could they do? What could they do about it? So let me just pick up the stuff they say about where Hindenburg is coming from because that is the best summary also in a way of Hindenburg's report. So they say first of all, they say first of all, Hindenburg are short sellers and short selling is not a new phenomenon. 
nor is it wrong nor is it bad right it's not immoral right it is in fact healthy because these are market ka price discovery mechanisms either you can just go and buy and sell and hold it for 5 years 7 years or you can you can give more dynamism to the markets and have trading going all the time that happens through futures and options in futures and options what happens is that today you might buy a certain number of a share or you might sell certain numbers of a share there is always a buyer and there is a seller so when you sell somebody is bought from you at today's price when you buy somebody is sold to at today's price but no shares have exchanged hands only thing that you do is you put a little margin money which say notionally maybe 20% 10% and that is kept in the market right that is how you don't meet that is how the two persons or two entities transacting never meet it's all done through the market everything is formal paid pay, everything is formal payments are by banking channels everything is taxed etc 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 all transparent all kosher all fully legal in that market a short seller says like a short seller says that look i believe this share is overvalued and i believe the share will come down so today it's 100 rupees i believe it will come come down to 15 rupees in a month that's exactly how that's exactly how hindenburg has projected its own short selling principle or short selling objective here so what they do is they today they today sell a certain number of say adani group shares when they sell at today's price which may have been last week who knows if they had sold last week at that price and nobody is to know it's not illegal nothing has to be hidden nothing nobody has to be nobody has to be told no disclosure is required now if they sold quote and quote sold somebody bought those shares at that price now in a month if the price falls to say 15 rupees or maybe 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 if their worst if maybe if their worst hopes see see the contradiction in what i am saying the worst hopes the worst for the markets and the adanis but obviously hopes for the short seller because they are hoping for this to happen if that happens then the guy who bought from them today he would have lost that money and the gap that guy has to pay to the short seller in which case it is hindenburg now this is a bit more complicated it's not as if it's not as if a month from now that guy has to pay 85 rupees or whatever the difference is this settlement takes place at different points of time at the end of 30 days there is a futures and options cycle that ends and the settlement takes place people also can then roll over their deals etc 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 so i'm not going there because if i if i go there i will make mistakes right i'd rather stay within my syllabus for the day the long trader on the other hand is somebody who buys today and again no shares exchange hands who buys today who goes to the market and he says look i am buying it for this price right a month from now and somebody sells to him or her in a month from now if the price actually goes up then the buyer benefits the buyer benefits again no shares exchange no, no shares are exchanged but today's seller then pays the difference and that can then go on so this is these are perfectly legitimate market activities and that is what in govern is also telling us about hindenburg and they are saying they are short sellers but short selling is neither a new wrong bad phenomenon it's actually a healthy phenomenon because it helps it helps make price discovery in the markets again again they say that short selling is not a view on the companies it's a view on the stock price 
it's a view on this on stock price it doesn't have it doesn't always have to go right because short sellers also get burnt very often again this is not shareholder activism they say although shareholder activism is to be welcomed but this is not shareholder activism in this case this is a firm which is a firm of self avowed short sellers who brought in what they see as who brought in what they see as flaws in a group of companies where they think share prices should drop and they've already taken it and they've already taken a bet in the markets in the futures and options market on the share prices of these companies falling so their communication also will be directed towards bringing down these share prices this is something that in governances companies should take in their stride companies like adani also should take it in their stride it's a perfectly normal phenomenon in the markets they say this is not shareholder activism which is true i agree with that it's not shareholder activism this is a short selling operation once again it's legal then in governances that is hindenburg report one it says it has no new facts these are the, there are four sets of facts here one set can be easily verifiable this is on these are easily verifiable facts on market cap price equity price equity multiples debt shareholding patterns all those are data all those are data in public domain second data points that are tough to verify for example entities in mauritius which is a tax haven which is supposed to be holding a lot of the adani group shares number 3 they say there are many aspersions on the company and corporate corporate governance in adani group many of which have been disclosed in the past and many that's number 4 many have already been subject to scrutiny by indian agencies stock markets regulators etc etc and finally they finally they say that anchor book is already oversubscribed in the long run in governance view is in governance view is that things things may things may not go into complete disaster zone simply because adani group is into many monopoly businesses any and many businesses that produce steady cash flows again another report that comes from clsa clsa again is a big brokerage and a big and, and big fund house they say that about 33 to 38% of adani group's debt is from banks although not all of it is termed debt in fact if you go back to our episode 1062 of we had said based on a document and data that adani group had then released that their exposure to indian nationalized banks is just about 20% so when you say 33 to 38% is bank debt in the adani group that also includes a lot of the working capital debt that is debt against receivables which is not risky which is not that risky at all so besides term loans it's also debt like say working capital debt that means debt against receivables that i have sold this much my money will come in a month so against that give me some debt uh, i i can i can keep drawing limits from my uh, bank account also there are other facilities like say letters of credit say for imports so net net term debt from banks term loans for banks are in there 20s so it's not really such a danger zone and adani group has been aggressively reducing it and shifting to bonds and a lot of these are foreign currency bonds for example their latest acquisition the latest big acquisition that's a big cement company ambuja wholesale etc etc that's been fully funded by borrowings overseas that's more than 60000 crores all those borrowings have taken place overseas then where else does the rest of their debt comes from bonds commercial paper is about 38% intergroup loans that is one company in the group gives loans to the other or promoters give loans to their companies about 20 25 to 30000 crores of debt in adani companies is actually loans given by promoters to their own companies 
so that's 12 to 13 percent financial institutions is 11 percent so this is quite well divided clsa say, says total amount of bank debt including letters of credit and including working capital debt they say in the adani group is about 70 to 80000 crores that is 70 to 80000 crores out of about 2 lakh crores of total debt there so even the 20000 crores that adani group is now trying to raise in the follow on public offer offer that is to retire some of this debt which means the debt burden comes down by more than 10% in one go so the group is working on reducing its debt the other important thing that clsa tells us is that over the past three years, Adani Group has raised something like a lakh crore, one lakh crore rupees in debt, right? One trillion, one trillion rupees in debt, of which banks have contributed only 15%. That means about 15,000 crores have been borrowed from banks over the past three years, while the remaining 85,000 crores has come from the markets, bonds, etc., etc. So the Adani Group has not deleveraged overall but it has deleveraged vis-a-vis banks, particularly Indian banks are concerned. So that is the larger picture of the Adani group. Uh, you can see the warnings. You can also see the analysis that's come out. I've shared some of that to you. Now, one important data, group, data point with the Adani group is the fact that the Adanis themselves own a lot of shares in their own companies, right? And that notionally also becomes their wealth because when the share price is high, if one company is worth, say, 5 lakh crores and they own 75% of that company, then their own wealth goes up by 75% of 5 lakh crores. That is serious change, isn't it? 3,75,000 crores. Now, they can also sell those shares. That means they have that wealth with them. But again, it's notional and I, I will explain in a minute how. So, Adani Energy, Adani's have 74.9%, just a little shy of 75%. Adani Greens, 62.3%. Adani Ports and SEZ, 65%. Adani Power, 75%. Adani, Adani Transmission, 74.9%. Adani Total Gas, 374 Adani Wilmar, 44%. So, you can say that, oh, if they are short of money, they can sell their shares. That's what they were trying to do in the FPO issue right now. But what happens is, the moment a promoter starts selling shares to raise money, the market gets a signal, one, that the promoter is selling their shares, right? So that puts pressure on share prices and markets then expect share prices to fall. And also, as you sell more shares, more shares come in the market and more supplies means there is further pressure on the price. And particularly at a point like this, when your share prices are already under pressure, you can't go to the market and say, listen, I've got debt, I'm getting a lot of stress because of my de debt, I'm in bad odor, odor, I'm getting a lot of criticism from all these guys, let me sell, sell some shares and pay my debt. That is absolutely the wrongest timing for selling, selling your shares because that can put you on a downward spiral and there is no way the Adani group is going to do, do that. But if you again, you look at the Adani group, look at also the assets they have besides their listed company. So there are companies like Adani Mining, Adani Airports, Adani New Industries, which is mainly about green hydrogen, Adani Data Center, Adani Roads, they have a lot of highway projects, Adani Petrochem, uh, Adani Petrochem Networks, Adani, there's a copper company, etc., etc., Adani Water. If you look at all these companies, these are unlisted. And this at this point, these are fully owned by the Adani family. So they have a lot of assets. They have a lot of assets. They also have a lot of debt. A lot of questions have also been raised about them. I would say since they began to grow and they began to grow in such a 
in such a spectacular fashion they went up vertically like this like a rocket this is the biggest challenge the group has faced but remember the group is now very large and i explained to you in the very beginning it's not just this this group's fortunes that that hang on how this crisis plays out but also fortunes at least in the medium term for the indian stock markets also hang on this